Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast. Today I'm joined with Cole McCarthy. Cole, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So the first thing I want to talk about is the playoffs. And um, who do you think will win the chip this year? I could see the Lakers or the Bucks winning it. Either one of those teams. I could see them in a close finals matchup. <laughs> Giannis yeah. against LeBron, that would be insane. But mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah, so um, so what do you think about the Battle of L.A.? Um, it's interesting because both cities have the, the two main players. Like the Clippers have Paul George and Kawhi, and then the Lakers have LeBron and Anthony Davis. And then I think it's going to come down to the other players on their teams because mm-hmm. they're kind of even. Like, let's say the Lakers have – Avery Bradley, JaVale McGee, Danny Green, the Clippers got. They have Marcus Morris. I think he's a plus. They have Zubat, Zubak, whatever his name is. They have mm-hmm. Pat Bev. So, I mean, it really I could just come down to who has the better role players. I mean, what's your opinion on that? You know, I feel like I feel like they have kind of equal stars. Like of course, they're not, like, position equal, but, like, talent-wise, other than LeBron, or I think LeBron and Kawhi are about even. And then yeah. Paul George is a little bit worse than Anthony Davis, but they're mm. both still, like, very good players. But I do like yeah. the role players on the Clippers a lot better. Yes, yeah, Because they have a lot more bodies that they can throw at LeBron and throw at AD. You can put yeah. Marcus Morris. You can put um, Kawhi, Paul George, Bev is – or Pat Beverly has – Yeah, their like, defense is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you know it can only and like Kawhi is a different person in the playoffs, and we've seen yeah. that last year. Uh-huh. So it'll be interesting to see, and I wonder if Paul George will be able to stay healthy. That'll be interesting to kind of see yeah. that, and I don't know how that'll turn out, but we'll see. So yeah, um, the next thing I want to talk about is the the draft coming up. What do you What are your thoughts on that? Um, I feel it's the 2020 draft is I think it's going to be a weaker draft class mm-hmm. it just yeah. it doesn't really come out as a really strong talented group I mean obviously you got talent in it because every draft class has talent but I think it's going to be like the one draft in the early 2000s early 2000s it was weaker I forget which one it was but mm-hmm. I just I don't I don't see a lot of talent like I mean obviously you got James Wiseman LaMelo Ball some other key players that are gonna do just fine league but I don't know so I mean what about you I think it's a very weak draft class and like it's very heavy at the guard position so I think a lot of teams that are trying to expand not at the guard position are gonna have a lot of trouble like the Rockets Um, yeah mm -hmm. yeah and I think like the um I think the Hawks might have a dilemma with that because I don't know if they're really because they're okay. So you have Trey Young that's a really bad defender, and I think they're trying to look for a good, you know, defending guard or defending wing player. And I think they mm-hmm. thought that they got that with DeAndre Hunter. So it might be interesting if they stay with him or they try to go with like an Anthony Edwards or something to try to play yeah. that three spot and be good on D. But it'll be interesting. Yeah. And yeah. Sure so, uh, 
I was looking at the um, the draft predictions, and I saw that the Sixers are predicted to get Sadiq Bay from Villanova. What would you think about that draft selection? Um, I mean, what position does he play? He plays small forward. He looks like a pretty good 3 and D player. So, I don't know. Okay. Um, I mean, it could be good. Because, mm-hmm. I mean – if if he plays the small forward shooting guard and he is there with Josh Richardson, I I could see that being helpful. Also, like Tobias Harris, I I could see maybe that being a good mix. Yeah, I don't know though. I mean, it just yeah, it, I think it could he help. Could be a, see what is uh, yeah, it's a it's mm-hmm. a it'll be a surprise. <laughs> I think he could be like a Rocco type player where he's just like, he's three and D, you know, he's really good on defense, but then he can shoot the three and just kind of space the floor. And that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So uh, what do you think about the Sixers and what can they do going forward to kind of help their team? Um, I think, I think uh, they should play out the season and I think next season's the year they should get new staff. Like, they have the talent. Their staff mm-hmm. is just – Brett Brown, I don't think he's getting the job done. Mm-hmm. Like, the late game, we're, we're, like, beating all these good teams, and then we lose to these – we're getting killed by, like, the Magic. And it's, mm-hmm. like, not that the Magic are awful, but we should be beating them by a reasonable amount. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think we just need to advance our staff. And I yeah. think that – if, if we could do that, we might have a chance at a chip. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the, the key part of it is changing the staff, but also is, you know, they need to figure out a plan to load manage Joel Embiid. Yeah. They need to figure out an offense that can, like, get both of them to, like, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid to play well. And I think they need to get off one of the two, either Tobias Harris or the Al Horford contracts that I think are really bad contracts. Yeah, I know um, both of them. Yeah. Especially now for million. Well, yeah, $25 million. And he's going to be like 36, I think, at the end of the contract or something. Yeah. It's it's a bad contract. But, you know, I I hope they can offload it because then if they don't offload it, I think they're really going to be in trouble with trying to find other players. But yeah. I like the move that they were – in the mid-season kind of thinking about is C.J. McCollum for Tobias Harris. I like that move for the team, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, do you think if it doesn't work out, what, like, do you think they might trade Joel Embiid to a different team? Or Ben Simmons, who do you think they would trade out of those two? I think they would trade Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, just because – Joel Embiid, he, I mean, he's continuing to get better. The past couple seasons, Ben Simmons, his points haven't went up at all. And, I mean, if he could get a three ball, it would be different. But I think the Sixers, if, if he's not going to work on that, I think they should consider trading him. And yeah. Like, or just, like, force him to work on it. Mm-hmm. So, But Ben Simmons has great potential, but he needs to actually work on different aspects of his game to improve. So, I mean, what about you? Do you, do you have any thoughts? Um, I think, like, first of all, I think um, they need, like, 
or I think Ben Simmons need to be pushed more to just shoot it because like, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be an elite, like, I don't think he'll ever be an elite shooter, but it's like yeah, Giannis yeah. was last year where he wasn't mm-hmm. a great three point shooter, but he just shot it to be like, you kind of have to guard me. You got to respect might make it. Yeah. Sometime. yeah. And like now they can just sag him off so far and just like pretty much he can only make layups. And I think mm-hmm. that's a real detriment to the team. But if he starts to make strides at the three-point line, like I could see them trading Joel Embiid instead because Joel Embiid has injury history. And um, I think the NBA is shifting, of course, away from centers that are just dominant in the low post. And, yeah. you know, I think it'll be interesting to see if he does succeed. But um, I think he'd be the first to go out of them too. Uh, if one of them leaves, do you have a team in mind that might try to go after them? I mean, not really, honestly. Mm-hmm. I it could be anybody. Yeah. Anybody, any team. So what about do you have any thoughts on a team that might go after one of them? Well, I think like with the tweets or what is it, Instagram or something, I don't remember. But um Joel Embiid and Joe uh Jimmy Butler were kind of going back and forth. I think mm-hmm. like Joel Embiid really liked Jimmy Butler because he was a guy that was like yeah. you know, kept them like like what they had to do in order on schedule. Yeah. Kept them in order. Yeah. And I think he really enjoyed that. And I think he's kind of missing that on the roster now. So I think he would want to go to Miami. I don't know if he end up or will end up going to Miami. It'll be interesting to see though. Yeah. So. mm -hmm. Yeah. I could see that. Mm -hmm. Have you heard the uh, JJ Reddick podcast talking about with uh, Jimmy Butler and what it was like to be in the locker room there? I heard something on that and they like they were watching film and they like couldn't talk or something like that yeah no one was that that. I thought yeah I thought that was interesting because like if that's how bad the culture is for the Sixers they really need to like you know clean out the staff and like see what they can do because they have yeah. a really like good roster I think mm-hmm. um for the like the players they have on it so I I just think in the east they could make it to the finals with the roster but I don't think the coaching is helping the roster at all. So, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the next thing I want to turn to is the Nets. So, what do you think about the Nets, first of all, firing Kenny Atkinson? I mean, I'm, like, I guess, like, what was Kenny Atkinson doing? Because I didn't really, like, know about him. Like, I, I knew his name, but. Yeah, he kind of built – okay, so, like, the Nets, of course, weren't a great team a couple of years ago, and he's yeah. kind of – he built a culture there of, like, winning and stuff like that. But, like, yeah. I first – like, I think – I think, like, it was kind of with Brett Brown as well. Is like he was there for the process, and they – I think they've allowed him to have a couple years, and that's why I think they haven't fired him yet. Um, and I think they should have given him a little bit of time, but I think the main reason they fired him – was because Kyrie and Katie wanted him out. So it'll yeah. be I like that's my like opinion on that. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who are they going to pick up now then? Who did they it's, pick up? Well, they haven't picked up anyone. They have a Jacques Vaughn as the um interim head coach, but they're expected to try to go after uh Ty Lu uh this okay. summer, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I could. That's a decent coach. I could see that, mm-hmm. like him with the Nets. Yeah, yeah. I think All it'll right. be an interesting shift. Yeah. So, um, 
I've like looked at this trade and talked to people about this. Um, what do you think about the Nets for next year? Of course, Kyrie has been saying they need another piece. Um, they try to trade um, like Jared Allen and either Spencer Dinwiddie or Karis LeVert for uh, Bradley Beal. What do you think about that trade? I, I think that that could be good because that could bring in that third key piece that could help them get to the finals or even win the finals. Mm-hmm. Like you got, they're all good role players. The Nets have yeah. a really talented team, but I, I mean, like, do you need Spencer Dinwiddie when you have Kyrie? Is that like, do you need that good of a backup point guard? So, I mean, like I could see them trading away one of them for Bradley Beal. I could see that. Yeah. I could definitely see that. I think that'd be like, of course they'd have to give up picks, you know, mm-hmm. it wouldn't just be them two, but like, I think it'd be a good deal. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see that like three team duo or three team or three player, like monster just see, because they could really, you know, go out and destroy teams. But I think it all depends on Kyrie, like, and his leadership in the locker. Cause that, in my opinion, yeah. I would never want to have him as a G. If I was a GM, I'd never want to have him on my team because he just seems to ruin everything. You know? Yeah, I know. Like him with the Celtics, I, all mm-hmm. those stories. Like that. That makes me want to. That would that would make me want to not have him on my team just because he has a bad atmosphere, that vibe that comes with him. Mm-hmm. Even though he's I a think, really talented player. Yeah, I think he's like. He's just – he um, learned from LeBron and, you know, just because he's learned all of these habits from LeBron and he thinks he is, like, a LeBron-type figure where he can just do whatever he wants. Yeah. And I just don't think he's earned that respect in the league yet. Um, but, like, he's a very crafty and good player, but I don't know how much of a team player he is. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like him on the – Cavaliers and back when LeBron was in Miami when he was just there by himself he could have learned some he could have learned some bad habits there just I mean he had like he was the only he was the key player of that team and there was like nobody there with him he might have learned like a me over team kind of thing there and that could have translated to later yeah, so um, now I want to talk about the Rookie of the Year race and kind of John ja Moran and Zion. Uh, what's your opinion on, like, who do you think will win the Rookie of the Year at the end of the season? I mean, I heard John ja Moran's, like, averaging, like, 16, 17 points a game, and Zion has 23, 24. Is that it? I believe Ja has closer to 20. I can look at Closer it to 20. Quick. Yeah. All right. But – um. I think it'll be interesting. Um, but, like, yeah. do you think if Zion were to play all the games this year, would he automatically, in your opinion, win the Rookie of the Year? Not automatically. He would have to do really good things in those games, higher than his, like, career average points and good defensive stats, like, I think John Morant's going to win it just because he's played more games. And this coronavirus thing, if, if the season ends right here and that's it, I, I, John Morant's, I think, 80% is going to win it, at least yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I just looked it up. You were right. Jaws closer to 17. Okay. Uh, 17 points, three rebounds, and then seven assists. Uh, but yeah, right. you're right. So um, let's like I want to talk about the, kind of the young rosters. Who in the next like coming years on like some teams who do you think could really be in title contention that aren't now but like have a really young roster that could develop into a really good like um, championship team? I mean, obviously, I see the Celtics. I could see them developing. I mean, they have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Daniel, uh, or what's his not Daniel? Uh, well, Daniel Tice. Tice, Tice is, is it Tice? Yeah, yeah okay. he's their like center. He technically yeah. is a forward, but he plays center for them. So, how young is he? Is he he's he's younger? He's twenty six, twenty seven, I think. Yeah. So yeah. I, I could see. I mean, Kemba. You got their whole squad is in their 20s, I think, for the most part, and they're starting. Mm-hmm. So I could see them um, developing into a really, really good team. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what about you? Um, I could see, like, of course, the Mavericks have mm-hmm. young players yeah. that could really develop, and they're already in the playoff contention. Yeah. Um, I would love to say the Atlanta Hawks, but I'm unsure with the front office there because, mm-hmm. like, of course – they thought this year they were going to have a chance of, you know, making it to the playoffs and, you know, maybe winning a couple games. I don't think they thought they could win a round, but I thought they could win, or I think, or I thought that they thought that they could win or they could at least get to the playoffs. Yeah. But I don't even think, like, I think next year, like, we, or I would have thought that they would have at least developed their players and, they would look like a better team, but I don't think if they've really improved at all this season, other than Trey Young, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, w- their record wasn't great. Like, if they and their team had potential to be a playoff, an eight or seventh or eighth seed, like if if that's how it's going to be, then I, I I can't see them going anywhere too far. Mm-hmm. So unless they yeah. make some differences, changes. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll probably lose John Collins because they really don't want to give him a max. And I, as a GM, I wouldn't want to give him a max either. No, yeah. He's not a max contract player. Um, and so, you know, I think he'll go somewhere else. And depending on if they trade him and get something for him or if they just let him walk in free agency, um, you know, they might not – well, not let him walk because he's, um, you know, he's looking for an extension. He's still on contract. But, like – They'll wait until next season, then lose them in free agency. It'll be interesting. Yeah, um, sure will. Yeah, what do you think about the Memphis Grizzlies and like what they're kind of building there with like their really young core? I mean, I, I, they have a lot of potential. I mean, John Morant could develop into an excellent player. Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, both really talented people are already. I mean, they keep at if they keep on adding more skillful role players, they could, they could be a good playoff contender. Yeah. I really like what they or with that Andre Iguodala trade trading for justice Winslow. I think that was a really good move. And I think Brandon Clark and, you know, the rest of the crew around there is pretty good. Jonas Valanciunas has like had spurts of being good, like really good center this year. So we'll yeah. see what he like can do for the team. Yeah, And yeah. So what do you think about the um, 
the um, the Pelicans because they have I think they have a really good roster, but I'm not sure how many of those players they can keep because Brandon Ingram, I don't know if they'll be wanting to pay him and stuff like that. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Um, another really talented team. If they keep everybody, that could develop into another playoff contender. Like the East could be really, like really strong eventually if they keep developing, but it just depends on who they keep. I mean, they have a bunch of young players, obviously, mm-hmm. but the same thing as uh, it's basically the same thing as the the Grizzlies and the Celtics, and yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I thought I'd ask you this. What do you think the uh, Mavericks can do to really push their team into maybe the title contention instead of just always in the playoff hunt? Because I think right now they're kind of the team that's going to be always in the playoff hunt, but I think they kind of need an extra piece. What do you think that piece might be? Um, Whoever it would be. I mean, I think they could pick somebody up in free agency. Maybe. I don't know who will it be, but that could be a, the push they make to become a title contender. Just, I think, just practicing, improving all their players. I think they should focus on uh, Luca getting a little more athletic, mm-hmm. maybe. And, yeah, just keep doing that, and they all have a chance. Yeah. So. I think, um, like, of course, we heard about them trying to trade for Andre Drummond. They might go after him in free agency, and that'll be interesting. Or they might just wait for the 2021 free agency and, you know, see if they can get any of those players. But I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure what will happen because I think they're, they have a really good roster, but then they have some older players that I think, like, um, that aren't great in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think will probably, like, not help the team as much as they need. Um, but it'll be interesting. And I think Seth Curry has really proven himself. He's a great player yeah. in the league, and he's mm-hmm. shown himself to be a really good shooter. So, Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So I want to ask you also about um, what do you think about the Utah Jazz? And, like, do you think Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert can kind of fix their relationship after this whole coronavirus uh, situation? Yeah, I mean – I don't think it'll be that much of a problem, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're just going to recover from it. They'll get planned again. I don't think they're going to think a lot about it. So, I mean, who knows, though? Anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, uh, I really think they have a good roster, and I like the moves that they made in the offseason. Um, I think they're contending for a title. I don't think they can yeah. win in the West and how, like – how Strong. good it is in the West. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, like, what they go from here. Because Donovan Mitchell is – he's insane. He's really good. And Rudy Gobert is just a great defender. Mm-hmm. So, it'll it'll be interesting. But I think they need to put um, a really good playmaking point guard next to Donovan Mitchell. And I think they tried to do that with uh, Michael Conley, but it obviously didn't work. So, I think they're going to have to – you know, try to think about something else and maybe trading for another player or trying to draft someone. So it'll be interesting. Maybe even like, I don't know what pick they have, but actually, no, that wouldn't work. Maybe trade for Lamella Ball. I mean, he's a really good playmaking point guard. That might help 
but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's probably a bunch of others in the draft. Yeah, I just don't know. There's about. a it's a lot of guards in the draft, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see. And you know, I don't know because I could see good good guards dropping in the draft because there's just so many to choose from. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. So yeah. So then also I thought I'd ask you about the um, the Utah or not the Utah Jazz, I should say uh, the Denver Nuggets. What do you think about the Denver Nuggets and like what do you think about their two star players? Um. I think Jamal Murray, I think he's underrated. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't hear a lot about him, but when you watch him, you realize how good he really is. I think Jokic, he's a great player. I mean, he had his, he had a little bit of consistency where he had, I think, a few games where he had like nine points, ten points. But other than that, he's shown, he's proved himself that he's a great player. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, just adding, just adding on to that team. Um, maybe making Nicola more athletic, if that's possible. Make him more slim. That could be good, but we'll see. Yeah, I think their big problem was this year is Nikola Jokic was not fit coming into. Yeah the season and I think that'll be their big focus going into next year is can they get him fit and can they get him ready for NBA gameplay earlier in the season so yeah yeah I think that'll be the big piece for them Uh, another team in the west that like was in the playoff hunt and I think now they're out of it I don't think they'll make the playoffs but um, the uh, Portland Trailblazers what do you think about their like roster and what do you think could happen with them um it's good I mean, obviously, like, I think they're a little inconsistent, but Damian Lord, that playoff mode, if they make it, as proven last year, but I could honestly seeing them trade one of their star players away mm-hmm. just because they have the good team. It's just, it's just not working out. So maybe try something new. But mm-hmm. I think Dame, if he were to leave the – Portland Trailblazers and go anywhere he'd be such a good player and I get like loyalty is a great thing but like they I I don't think he's gonna contend for a championship anytime I think last year was the closest they like will get and I feel bad for him he's a really good talented talented player but you know there's I don't know what he can do I don't know what the team can really do because you know they have I think they had the either the highest or the second highest like um amount of money like put into the players so it'll be interesting to see and they haven't performed that well either so the last team i wanted to ask you about is the phoenix suns what is your thoughts on the phoenix suns and like what can they do to you know improve um i mean i think they were they were they improved since last season this season um, DeAndre Aiden, I think they have to monitor him a little, you know, like what what happened with his incident. But I think if they can keep him on track, I I think Devin Booker could be a star player on that team. And if other role players are added, I think he could uh, eventually be a playoff contender or even a title contender. Yeah, I mean he's twenty points or. 20 years old, he scored 70 points. Like, they obviously have talent on that team. It's just 
when are they going to arise to the occasion? Mm -hmm. I think they have a really good team. And I think I like the coach that they got um, in this off season. Um, And it'll be interesting to see what happens because I like Kelly Oubre and I hope he like comes back in good shape after his injury. Um, And I really like Devin Booker. Uh, DeAndre Ayton has, he's a good rebounder and he can put up a, a good amount of points. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not sure how good he'll be for you. I'm not sure what yeah. his peak is. I think this year they really need to go after a point guard and it won't be hard in the draft this year. Um, because I think Ricky Rubio is kind of regressing and he's getting, you know, he's getting where, older. yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want him personally as a point guard. Yeah. So. Not a start. Yeah. He, he's getting older and he's getting to the point where he's at that Al Horford level. He's he's a good person to have on your team for a, to have backup point guard, and he he's like a vet that'll help the younger kids, players during practice. But I can't see him going up anymore. I think he's just gonna regress. Yeah, I think it'll yeah. be interesting. So yeah. All right. Um, what do you? Th- the last thing I want to ask you is: Do you think if it doesn't work out in the Suns, do you think Devin Booker could? Could possibly get traded to the Timberwolves to join up with his, of as we know, great friends Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, um, I could see him wanting to do that, and I've heard that he he might do that. So I mean, it just really I think it will depend on how the Suns are gonna do going forward. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, what are you? What's your opinion on that? Um, I think if it doesn't work out, of course, for the Timberwolves, I think that'd be a great move. Uh-huh. And, like, I don't think they're, like, in a position to be that great. But I think adding Devin Booker would make them a lot better of a team. But, um, you know, I'm not sure if, like, he'll want to leave because I think that the Suns actually, for once, are actually doing a good job trying to build out a team. And, yeah. like, I really like their head coach, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have any uh, last things to say? Nope. I, I, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being on, Cole, and I hope everybody yep. enjoyed the podcast. So, yeah. All right, guys. See you guys later. Goodbye. Hey.